Well, thank you, Rick. It is certainly a privilege to be here. I certainly have had opportunity to talk to uh, Brother Rick about uh, what God's doing here. And it's certainly a joy to be with other fellow believers who are burdened about the issue of prayer. And I certainly uh, I'm on a journey myself. I think we all understand the prayer journey is that it's just a journey. We never arrive, but we certainly can grow in it and uh, certainly learn things to be more effective in it. Um, for, um, for 38 years, my wife and I have traveled in youth evangelistic and revival work. The last 25 years have largely been in churches that have Christian schools. And so we uh, go into a Christian school for an entire week and, have, of course, have daily chapel. And uh, we have some other competition, kind of like camp. We have games. We have a team that we bring with us that uh, do a lot of interacting with the young people, counseling and uh, leading them. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I would think the, the most important thing of what we do literally is every day the team gathers together uh, for a prayer meeting, and uh, we try to clear 25 to 30 minutes of just prayer. That's not the prayer request. That's not the discussion. It's it's that much time uh, just in prayer because we feel it's so important. In fact, I've reached the point in my life, and I think some of you would understand, uh, if somebody put a gun to my head and said, you can continue to do your ministry, but you can't pray, I think I'd quit. In fact, I know I would because I know that prayer is such an essential part of what God does every week. And so uh, every day we're praying for these young people as we're preaching the word of God. We're certainly praying for them, praying as time goes on for their by name, as we begin to see needs and a lot of needs in young people today. And it certainly has been a thrill to see God work in their heart. The number one problem in 25 years of Christian schools is bitterness. A lot of young people come from dysfunctional situations, even Christian homes, as we all know, a lot of issues and a lot of self uh, comes into those into play. And it certainly has been a joy to see young people deal with bitterness and take steps toward freedom there. And then the second issue that we probably most would deal with were moral purity issues, particularly with the Internet now and availability. Um, the issue of pornography has certainly exploded and uh, other moral issues that come with it. And it's certainly encouraging to see young men particularly, but sometimes young ladies take steps toward dealing with those issues and taking steps toward freedom, which are obviously many different Bible steps that will help them in uh, gaining freedom. But uh, so we're excited about what we do. We do it every week um, that we're in ministry during the school year. Obviously, they have to be in Christian schools. So our first meeting will be January 15th. We'll be training a team here in a few days uh, over in Taylor's and then um, be heading down to Tampa, Florida for our first Christian school, uh, local church Christian school there. And uh, I think we'll have, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 weeks, something like that uh, before we finish in early May. Uh, so if you ever see young people and you're burdened about them, think about us and pray for us because we're probably somewhere in the middle of a battle uh, praying and preaching and working with young people that uh, certainly manifest need. So appreciate the opportunity to present that. Uh, Minutemen Ministries is the name of our ministry. If you want to go online and look a little bit more about it, and my wife and I conduct a program called War of Special Forces. And if you go to WARSF, that's W-A-R-S-F dot O-R-G, you can see a picture of my wife. And you can see um, see um, the, the, the fact that they that she is sister to, obviously, to Rick. So, but anyway, that's uh, that's something I just thought I mentioned. But anyway, appreciate the opportunity to, to challenge uh, or encourage us in the issue of prayer. I um, remember several years ago, I was out in California. I, I do some camp speaking. And I was at a camp uh, in the mountains that are to the east of the L.A. metro area. About 150 young people were gathered. So it wasn't a small camp, wasn't a huge camp, but it was a larger camp. 
And uh, I think it was a Wednesday night. I could be wrong on the day, but a young man from L.A. who was a young pastor, I I think I want to say 24, but he came not to preach, but to give a testimony before I was supposed to do the preaching that night. And I remember he said something and it struck me and I thought about it and actually was more burdened about it as uh, the night went on. Uh, He meant well. He was sincere, sweet fella. But he said something like, you know, young people, I know the Christian life's hard and I know the Christian life's difficult. And then he went on to encourage them and challenge them. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not sure I agree with that. And the next night, I I felt it was important to correct that without embarrassing him. So just I embedded it in the message that I was preaching. I said, now, listen to me, young people. The Christian life's not hard. The Christian life's not difficult. It's impossible. Now, you might ask why you think that's so important. Well, you know, if the Christian life's hard and difficult, you know what the answer is? Well, grit your teeth a little bit longer. Try harder. Reach down inside, you know, gut it out. As I tell young people, that may work for American football, but it doesn't work for the Christian life. Because the Christian life, the Bible tells us, is impossible. And when I got a hold of that, that actually was one of the most freeing concepts that I've ever learned in my Christian life was the Christian life's impossible. Now, you probably are familiar with the words of our Lord in John 15 when he said, Without me, ye can do nothing. So uh, I put that as that's a zero when it comes to without Jesus. So I sometimes ask young people as I'm preaching to them, you know, how much of the Christian life can you live in your own strength? And uh, the answer is you can't live any of it in your own strength. We're completely powerless to be able to do anything lasting or eternal or spiritual uh, in our own flesh, our own strength. We need God, obviously, to enable us. The Christian life is a supernatural life. And sometimes I'll ask young people these questions, even adults, these questions. How much effective praying can you do without the Holy Spirit? And the answer is none. You know, how much the Bible can you be spiritually impacted by without the Holy Spirit? And uh, how much, how many people can you win to Jesus without the Holy Spirit? I think we're all getting the answer. The answer is none. And I believe, you know, the Apostle Paul, God taught him that lesson. We, we find that when he said, Aaron, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And as I studied that word weakness, it comes from a root word, which is the alpha before the word strength. And uh, one commentator called it strengthlessness. And, you know, in a certain sense, we have physical strength, but we do not have spiritual strength apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I, um, one of the joys I've had in preaching to young people is preach to them this truth. Because sometimes as I preach to young people, you can see it in their eyes. And it's kind of, come on, preacher, don't, don't preach on these issues. I've, I've made decisions before and they haven't lasted. And often on, on the, toward the end of the week, I try to help young people understand the reason they didn't last was because you endeavor to keep a spiritual decision with some amount of self-dependence. And I try to point out any amount of self-dependence will uh, set you up for defeat. It, it'd be like this. If I, if you were witnessing to a neighbor uh, and I would ask you this question, how much self-dependence can an unsaved man who's seeking salvation, how much self-dependence can they have before it's too much self-dependence they can't get saved? And I think we'd all realize, well, they can't have any. You've got to trust Jesus to do it all. So my question would be, I say this to young people too, how much self-dependence can you have in the Christian life before your Christian life will be ineffective? And the answer is you can't have any self-dependence. It sets us up for failure. And my encouraging challenge to us, even when it comes to prayer, is we need God. I think of Jude praying in the Holy Ghost. 
uh, Ephesians at the very end, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Uh, There's a supernatural dynamic to prayer. And that's why unsaved people don't really comprehend it, can't quite get it, because we are, we can't we need God. We need him to enable us to know what to pray for. We need him to enable us to pray. We need the supernatural spiritual dynamic. And uh, we need God every moment of every day. And that's the great thing about the Christian life. It's that we need Jesus every moment of every day. Uh, one of my uh, favorite hymn authors, and not that she has written a lot, but she's written some hymns. Some of them are fairly well known as Frances Havergal. She died younger, so she probably doesn't have as many hymns to her name as some of the ones that live longer. But uh, Like a River Glorious is probably one of her more famous hymns. But she wrote a hymn several years ago, probably 15 years ago. I began to note that the lyrics had put were put to a more a newer tune. Um, but uh, I was unaware that the, the hymn even existed. And I heard it at several youth camps I preached at. You've probably heard it. I cannot do without thee. And I fell in love with the lyrics of that song, I Cannot Do Without Thee. And the third verse, I believe it is, has a line that I have come to love. Weakness will be power when leaning hard on thee. And I thought, wow, what a, what a blessing. We are weak. In fact, we're really uh, weak in the sense of we are, we are bankrupt spiritually without the Lord Jesus. But the fact we're saved, we're in Jesus. Jesus is in us. We have all things. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us? all things. So in our union with Jesus Christ, that two-way union, we're in Jesus. Jesus is in us. We have everything necessary to live the Christian life. And the Christian life, that's what it is. It's day by day, moment by moment, dependence on the Lord Jesus. I sometimes tease young people. I'm not a moment. I'm not a day by day Christian. I'm a moment by moment Christian. Um, But the truth is I'm kind of teasing because the author of day by day got that too. He said, day by day and with each passing moment strength, I find. And that's what the Christian life is. It's a, it's a day by moment by moment uh, in each day, dependence on the Lord Jesus. And that's really life changing in our prayer lives in our evangelism, in our edification of others, in our Bible study. We need Jesus. Without him, we can't do anything eternal or lasting. So I just want to encourage you today in your walk with God, even in this prayer time, somebody described prayer, and I love the definition, it's the breath of dependence. You cannot depend upon God without prayer. It just comes, that's where it comes out. That's how it comes out. Sometimes wordless, it's in your heart. Sometimes it comes out in your mind. Sometimes it comes out in words speaking. But the point is, prayer is the breath of dependence. I don't know about you, friends, but I need God every moment of every day. I can't do it without him. And I think all of you recognize that's what we do. So as we go to prayer, let me just encourage us. That's what we're doing. We're coming saying, God, I need you.